Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers, watchers of movies. taking a week break because we will actually mostly Sam because she's fabulous at the editing is going to do a major overhaul of like 90% of our episodes the older and, ones that we didn't edit very yeah. much <laughs> and we're just gonna have it kind of more streamlined just sound look whatever taste better you know smell better Ugh, the whole nine years so <laughs> um, it's like the episode in Toy Story 2 when Woody gets restored by the toy restorer and he toy like story two? isn't it toy story 2 where he finds woody in a like a antique store or something or some sort of shop i've only seen this, the first two oh. and that doesn't sound familiar yeah it's like an older guy and he like buffs woody's face and, and like gives oh, yeah, him yeah, new okay, color okay, and, like, yeah, yeah, paints, yeah. paints over his shoe and stuff yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah okay that right. reference was <laughs> the best one i could possibly have used at this moment <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and I got it straight away. Yes, so, yes. you know, I mean, that's all you can ask for. <laughs> okay, so we wanted to talk about, we were, you know, kind of doing like a recommendation thing, but I don't have any recommendations this week, and you don't really have any either, do you? I had six of them. Six of them. <laughs> but since you say I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't have any. Okay. No recommendations. <laughs> So we decided to stick with the theme of, like, discussing random things, and we are going to talk about movies that we saw as kids, and we're scared by, but then we saw as adults, and we were like, why was I scared by that movie, or just became hardened, I guess, by yeah, time, or whatever. World-weary. <laughs> so you want to go first? Sure. So my number one <laughs> top dog is Predator. Mm -hmm. I have... Obviously a dad, because I'm not, like, a test tube baby, but <laughs> I have a dad and two older brothers, so, like, lots of action movies were played in my house, but Predator scared the crap out of me. The image of the Predator with his, like, dreadlocks, the fact that he could see, like, he saw with a heat signature, so you couldn't hide from him, was oh, terrifying. Yeah. That's scary. And that scared me for years. And um, and then I, I watched it as an adult. Mike and I actually watched it together. And obviously, I didn't think I would be scared by it. Right. But it was, it's still, I mean, I recommend the movie. It's still pretty fun. It's a good movie. And as I was watching it, I wasn't. I didn't necessarily think my childhood self was crazy for being scared of it because I thought this is kind of like the concept is kind of spooky, but right. it was not scary, obviously, as an adult. And but it, that movie is not my number one. Like I remember being awake at night and being scared of the predator, oh, thinking no. about the predator. But that's actually I was a very I was a scaredy cat. I'm still kind of a scaredy cat. <laughs> you, yeah, but you when are, I was a kid, I was much more like I saw a TV commercial for a TV show about like unexplained phenomenon mm -hmm. that showed it could have been a shooting star across the sky, but they said it was a UFO and I had nightmares oh, about no. just that. So anyway, so yeah, my parents probably should have made me like a bubble baby because everything scared me. That's funny. I, to be fair, everything scared me when I was a kid too. Um, and actually I've never seen Predator. Oh, you should watch yeah. it. Is it on Netflix or who? 
I don't know. Okay. I think Mike owns it. it, so. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've seen Alien, though, and I always kind of... Alien yeah, is I next kinda, on like, my list. I too, side by side. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like Alien, but... Well, they sort of combine the universes yeah, yeah, in the franchises, yeah. So, my first one is called Little Nemo, and it's a cartoon. And I've never heard of that. I think it, it it's a book, I want to say, too, but... Anyway, there's like this whole sequence, and from what I can barely remember, is that Little Nemo's on a flying bed, and he's like in this room that's like filled with this darkness, or it's like this villain or something, and I remember being really freaked out by it when I was a kid, and then I saw it as an adult like probably five years ago, and I was like, this movie's really dumb. <laughs> so, so he was flying around the world on a bed? It was it was in a castle. Oh, it was, of course. It was something like... <laughs> The plot is actually pretty clever, but it's something about, like, a king of dreamland gets kidnapped, and he has to go find him, and it's, like, the darkness that kidnaps the king or something like that. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, I mean, I think kids would enjoy it. Obviously, it's a little spooky, (laughs) Um, but as an adult, not so much. Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. Yeah. My next one is actually Alien. The alien popping out of the stomach. Oh, that's... Ugh, oh, that's my rough. gosh. Terrifying for a child. And... I really don't like body horror in general, though. Yeah. You no, know? I, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. And then there's... um, I think in, like, Aliens, Ripley has a, a daydream... Or, not a daydream, like a nightmare where she has an alien popping out of her. And then there's Newt, the little girl who has, like, a doll head as a toy. And I, it's just... But anyway... Mike and I also watched the Alien movies, <laughs> and obviously they didn't scare me as an adult, and they're actually really good, especially Alien. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really good. It's well, Corey that, Weaver is really good. That scene where he's like, where the little creature's popping out of his um, chest or his stomach or whatever, mm-hmm. none of the cast members knew that that was going to happen, so their <gasps> reactions were like totally authentic. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's pretty so cool. So they were like, what is it? It was Dennis Hopper or something? Oh boy, I don't remember which I remember. character I remember. it was. I think he was. I don't in even it. know if he's in that, is he? I think he is. I, I think, think Bill Paxton too. is in it, right? Um, I mean, I know Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I was just looking it up, and then I put my phone down. Um, Sigourney Weaver and Tom Skerritt. Okay, I feel like and I would know who that is if I saw a picture of him. John Hurt. Okay. Ian Holm. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Oh, okay, okay. Harry Dean Stanton. No, um, Dennis Hopper is not on the list. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. No, Ian Holm was an an AI, I think. He wasn't a human. okay. Okay. But I don't remember who it came out of. Did you see Prometheus? Yes. Oh my gosh. Did you like Prometheus? Talk about body horror. I don't know how I feel about Prometheus. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. Like performs her own abortion or something. It's um yeah, it it's really it's rough. a C-section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because C-section, she has an right. alien yeah. fetus in her body. There was a lot of body horror, and the, the movie made me very uncomfortable. A lot of stuff happened in it that was just really disturbing. Yeah, and it just I left the theater just feeling awful. Ugh. But I I don't think I hated the movie. I just don't think I'd ever want to watch it again. That's kind of how I feel, too. I liked Michael Fassbender's character because he yeah. was like, he turned mm-hmm. up to totally screw them all over or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gave Lo- Logan Marshall Green the, the like, alien. Yeah, he put his finger yeah. in the drink, and that always bugged me because I thought <laughs> if someone handed me a drink and their finger was in the drink, 
I feel like we've talked about this so far where you're like, I am I not would not going drink to drink it. that. <laughs> I think me. Can you get me a new drink that your finger <laughs> yeah. wasn't in? And what was this gonna say? Oh sorry, I just popped an amoeba in there, so <laughs> yeah. I think my sister once told me the story about how she was over a friend's house and they had they had soda and the friend was like, Oh yeah, I know how to like get the bubbles down and she like wiped a finger across her forehead and then stuck her finger in my sister drink and my sister was like, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's really gross. <laughs> that's really gross. What does the wiping so finger across buff. your forehead do? Because it's the grease, so the grease oh, comes no. down the, oh, the, the I know, it's, I know, I like, after she told me that, I was like, maybe don't hang out with that friend again. That's <laughs> really like, gross. I was really that's bummed out by that. disgusting. I know. It was horrible. Kids are nasty. <laughs> okay, so the next one for me is the ring, which I saw when I was like oh, 15. Yeah. The ring was scary. That it's still scary. That flipped me the fuck out. Yeah, we watched <laughs> yeah. it recently. And, it's still and, uh, scary. And I knew the scary parts when the scary parts were coming because I've seen it a lot. And yeah. And I had to tell Sam because every time she'd go, she'd close her eyes and then yes. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> so, I didn't want the images in my head. But <clears throat> it's, gr- I mean, it's like they show really like gross, yeah. corpsey people. The images, yeah. yeah. So, what a good scary movie, though. I've never seen yeah. the Japanese version, uh, but I think the American version is very it's good. Spooky, yeah, yeah. Scary, very scary, very like gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like afraid of like blank TVs for the longest time. Oh wow! Time. Yeah, because I, I would always just like, or I hated like the snow. Like, which you don't get in the in the modern TVs, but in the old box TVs. Oh, the snow. I was like, yeah. what? No, There's no, no, no winter the time in the movie. No, okay, I, I know. Yeah, I was I trying to mean. explain. Like, yeah. I was like, the TV snow, yeah. Which you don't get on the newer models, but you do get on the older yeah. ones. Yeah, on, like, two TVs. TVs. And so, whenever, like, the snow would be on the TV, I'd be oh, like, no, geez. turn it. She's going to crawl into the oh, TV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the, the girl in the closet. It's yeah. the scariest oh. scene for me. It's terrible. Like, the look on her face. I mean, oh, how do you good. even, like, get over the trauma of seeing your daughter look like that? I don't think... Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. you don't. It's bad. Ugh. The photos, too, when she's looking at the photos. Oh, it's giving me chills yeah. just no, thinking and about well, it. And we talked about, too, like, every person that's killed by Samara that you see ends up sitting somewhere, and we were like, how do they get there? Yeah. So either she poses them... Or they walk and then they die there. I want to see the minutia <laughs> scene of Samara as like a ghost, like lumbering around carrying a body and just like sighing and maybe stopping and like taking a deep breath and then carrying the body a little further and then like posing. <laughs> right? Like she's like, oh, this is the worst part yeah, of my job. Like, I love the killing, but I hate <laughs> the, the cleaning. Killing, but I hate the posing. <laughs> what can I say? That would, be, that would maybe make it less scary. Yeah, that would. Yeah. That would. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd still be like, oh, what is she doing? Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> and my last movie is Edward Scissorhands. Okay. The imagery in that movie really freaked me out. I never saw the whole thing when I was young because the trailer and the imagery really scared me. When I was older, when I was in college, we watched a movie called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I know what you're talking about. Isn't which, that from, like, the 30s or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. It's, it's like about old, a, a sleepwalker, movie. and he reminded me a lot of Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. That's a very creepy little short film. It's really weird. I mean, weird in, like, a creepy way. Right. And I thought, I wonder if his look was based on the sleepwalker in that movie. No, that movie freaked me out, too. The part where um he's talking with this creator... Who was that actor again? Oh, jeez. He's like a really fake... Vincent... Um, Price? 
Yeah, Vincent Price is Vincent Price. Isn't it Vincent Price? Or Vince Vaughn. Those are the only two Vincent <laughs> I think that I know. And I know it, not, it wasn't it Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Vincent Price. There's a part where like the scissors are going through his hands. Or there's like it's going through a pair of hands. I don't think it's his. I think they're like oh. fake hands or something. That part really freaked me out. But speaking of Tim Burton, yeah, and it's Johnny Vincent Depp, Price. Good job. Oh, thanks. Speaking of Tim Burton and uh, Johnny Depp, Sleepy Hollow by the same vein. Oh yeah, like freaked me out too because that yes. Iron Maiden scene and yeah. all that blood oh, gushing out creepy. the mom. And then like he had the little needle marks over his palms and everything. Oh, oh that yeah. yeah. Um, when I saw Edward Scissorhands as an adult, though, it didn't make it not scary because mm-hmm. it's still kind of a bonkers movie it's a weird movie. it's very strange and it made me like it makes me uncomfortable to watch it because the world that they live in it's is so manicured very weird yeah and then yeah. there's like everybody just seems sort of off it's almost as if you're in a dream yeah. you know how in a dream everything's normal except like just there's just something yeah. off that's kind of what it feels like so it's still I mean it doesn't scare me anymore but it's still weird yeah no it's yeah. I mean it's I love older Tim Burton stuff yeah I think it's older it's stuff so creative and I was actually so I was actually re-listening to one of our old episodes and you were talking about Wes Anderson and how he's like a character of himself yeah that's what I feel like Tim Burton has become I can see that yeah I can totally see like, that because his older stuff is really good but then his, like, newer stuff is, like, it's so over-the-top and absurd that it, like, ruins it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he's too busy trying to be Tim Burton. Right, and yeah. it's and he should include less Johnny Depp in his later films because this is kind of something that's dying out now. So maybe, like, start yeah. doing something new. But, like, Big Fish was an awesome movie. Oh, yeah, I liked Big Fish. That was such a touching and emotional, yeah. like, yeah, that was a great, that was a great it was film. A, it was a really good and movie. And McGregor's in that, too. Yes, so. yes. McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Do you have um, any others? The Sixth Sense, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the part where the kid with the head blown yes. off. Yes, oh, the yeah, come on, let me show you my dad's gun. Yeah. I never liked the part with the girl whose mom was poisoning her, and she... Oh, Misha Barton. She's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she's maybe throwing up or something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, weird. that was terrible. Yeah, can you imagine a little kid coming a little kid coming to your kid's funeral and being like, I found this VHS tape, <laughs> proves that your wife killed your kid, <laughs> I mean, just... I'd be like, what? talk about a buzzkill. I mean, normally like, I just like, this is the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, whoops, it. wrong tape. <laughs> oh my bad. Sorry. Here you go. So I did have something I wanted to bring up to okay. the audience because this is something that's been plaguing me my whole life. So okay. when I was a kid, I told you about this, but when I was a kid, I was at the neighbor's house. We were playing, and he had cable, and my family did not. And I was probably nine or ten, and we were watching, I think, the Disney Channel. And there was an older movie on that on that channel, and it was about some kids, like a group of friends, who had visited a gypsy, and she told them the world was going to end on a certain day, and they all had to go to this lighthouse to be safe. So, on the the night that the world was supposed to end, they were in the lighthouse, and they were all they had all brought something very special to them. Like one of the kids brought his dog, and I don't remember what the other kids brought, but one of the kids. Her parents were out of town or something, so she had to stay home and babysit. So she was trying to bring her little sibling to the lighthouse. And that movie scared the crap out of me. And I, it's, it, it's like it vanished. I can't find any evidence of it. And I have that looked sucks. multiple times throughout the years. So 25 years I've been trying to figure out what this movie is. And I've typed it into Google and I've asked people Anytime it comes into my head with new people, <laughs> I would ask them, and 
I've never met anybody who knows what I'm talking about, and I've never seen any evidence that it exists. because yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Do and you know if it was, like, a made-for-TV movie? I, well, if I knew that, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I know it was older. Are you sure it's even Disney? I'm not even sure if it's real. Oh, man. No, I don't know. I don't know what channel we're watching. I think it was either Disney or Cartoon Network. It okay. seems more like, it seemed more like a Disney movie. Was it live action? It was live action. Okay. Anyway, if anyone hears this and thinks they know... Please tell me, because I just want to know what movie it was. Or maybe it was a TV show. I'm pretty sure it was a movie, but it scared me. And I, the only reason I know it's real is because it scared me for so long. <laughs> and the kid, the neighbor kid that I was watching it with was watching it with me. And I just don't think I would create Have such an elaborate to memory. Have you neighbor kid? No, I don't talk to him anymore okay. since the storm. No, I'm just the kidding. Storm. No, I haven't talked to it him was since we were a the tempest upon the sea. <laughs> we were we played together because we were like my neighborhood is full of old people. Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of like friends because of like we were friends neighbors. for like yeah yeah like circumstances and um, well there was another house with like a few boys that lived in it that were a little younger than me and we were actually like pretty good buddies. But this kid that I'm talking about, he and we just. We just hung out because yeah. it was proximity, and once like we got a little older, we we weren't even friends in school. Like, yeah, we didn't, yeah. And he was a little bit a little bit younger than me, like maybe two two years younger than me. So oh, okay. once we got into like junior high and high school, I never talked to him, and he never talked to me. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. happens. So anyway, all that is to say, if anyone knows what I might be talking about, please tell me. Yeah, it's watchersofmovies at gmail dot com. Yeah, so just email us. Or hey, I'll give you I'll all... give you my personal phone number. You can call it because I want to know so badly. <laughs> She's dying, people. It's She's five, dying five, 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 five. I don't know how many fives that was. I don't know what you said. <laughs> but you have to know that the area code is 555. <laughs> don't don't call the wrong 555. Five. The proper amount of fives, yeah. you're good. You'll want to put a 1555. A one, five, five. Yeah, 1555. Five, five. Yeah. We're in the United States, so that's yeah. our country code. Yeah. <laughs> country code. That is. It is I, our country code. All right. Um, okay. So, should we talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. Okay. What did you think of the film? I really liked it. Me too! <laughs> I give it two thumbs up. Very, very fun. It's very fun. I, think... I was so nervous about Sam watching it because I had seen it before her and I was like giddy watching this movie. Like, just like high energy. Like, I was like, yeah, I love this. This is so much fun. And... I was like on pins and needles the next night because I knew she was going to go see it. And I was like, what if she doesn't like it? Oh my God. Am I going to be able to handle if she doesn't like this movie? <laughs> well, as we've learned since, I mean, since we started doing this podcast, we have some very different tastes. Oh my gosh. Yes, we do. When it comes to certain things. So when you told me you really liked it, I didn't really think anything of it. I thought, okay, well that's a good sign. Cause I, I wasn't sure what to expect because Suicide Squad is trash. Just <laughs> avoid it. Don't it. watch Suicide Squad. You're not missing anything. <laughs> if anything, you have that time of your life that you can spend doing something more worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. I think it, it's characters not that interesting. Storyline not that interesting. Cinematography not very good. Just it's it's not a good movie. Who is that directed by? Do you know if it's it's not Zack Snyder? Is it maybe? Is that, let's look it up while you're... While you're looking it up. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't too sure what to think, like, I wasn't sure what to expect with the Harley Quinn movie because I thought, 
I've been there. I've done that. I don't really care. Right. I'm not a huge fan of Harley Quinn's accent. Oh her God, manner you're of speaking. A second one. Um, a second. A second Suicide Squad. Oh really? But Tika or Taika. Oh, he did Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And what we do in the shadows. And he did um Thor Ragnarok. Oh wow, he's doing the second one. Not he didn't do the first one. Okay. Yeah, it looks like they're doing the second one. Well, so I didn't know what oh, to expect with this the rock one. Is gonna be in it. And I wasn't super pumped because I was trying to keep my expectations low. But when you said it was good, that put me at ease because I thought, okay, at least I'll probably enjoy it. And then you said to me, I'm I'm not sure if you'll like it or not. And then I thought, <laughs> I oh my gosh, I'm sure gonna hate it. All. But it was so fun. It was really fun. Uh David Iyer oh, did it. Okay. But he did training day, um the Oh, Harsh Times is with Christian Bale. End of Watch. I've never seen any of these. I've heard End of Watch is, is really good. Training Day was good. That's what I've heard, too. Oh, he did Bright. I really loved Bright. Oh, that's I a Netflix I really right? liked Bright. So, I, I don't really care so much for, like, Harley Quinn's accent. So, I thought that would get on yeah. my nerves. But it really didn't. Margot Robbie is such a good emotion actor. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Even though her character is sort of ridiculous and over the top, the looks on her face are priceless. Like yeah. The way she expresses herself is just really, it's, it's exceptional. Yeah, she's a she's, really great actress. Oh, she's fantastic. She, like, she when she was first meeting Dinah, Dinah Lance, Dina, is it Dinah? The Black Canary. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. when she first met the Black Canary. At the bar. Yeah. And she was saying about, she was talking about a Harlequin. How a Harlequin oh, yeah. is a master. Yeah. Which I'm not really sure what a Harlequin is. Is that like a doll? I think it's a puppet, right? I think, I think so. She was crying and everything, but it was just like this haunted, sort of angry look on her face. Like, she just lost her world and she doesn't really know how to deal with it. And she... So she actually, when I, I saw a bombshell, like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe last year or whatever, like, my, my sister wanted me to go see it, which of course I was going to go see it with her, because she's like, she was like moving to Kenya and stuff like that, and I wanted to spend time with her. But I didn't really necessarily care about seeing it, but she hands down, like, made the movie. Oh, really? she's such a good actor. She's, I mean, she just, like, she's just so good. I'm so happy that her career is, like, really taken off that she's, like, getting a lot of roles and she's, like, finding success because I think she deserves it, you know? Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. A Harlequin is a mute character in traditional pantomime, typically masked and dressed in a diamond pattern costume. Oh, so that's why she's doing it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I, when I was a kid, I liked Harley Quinn in the Batman cartoons because she has uh acrobatic background and her character did a lot of like flips and stuffs so I li- I liked that yeah the new modern harley quinn really didn't care anything about until I saw this movie <laughs> I thought she's she's pretty cool she's very fun it's yeah. a really well made movie it is yeah and it was a female director and uh there's a female producer and there was a female screenwriter so yeah, for the females. <laughs> but I was talking with one of our coworkers about how people are like, not surprised, but they're saying like, oh, a female director directed it. And I'm like, why is this a thing? Why are people like surprised when there's a female director? Because why aren't there more? You know what I mean? And I was just like super irritated that it's like, 
like, there's so many male directors out there that when a female directs a film, everyone's like, oh my god, it's a female director. It's like, why is that a thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why aren't there more female directors so that it's not a thing when people are surprised? It's just, like, the norm. I guess I had a slightly different take than you. I thought that maybe because it's an action movie and a superhero movie, it was maybe more surprising that a female directed it, just because that genre is generally male directors. Yeah. But there are a lot of female directors. Maybe it's because she was Asian, too. Like, people were like, oh, she's an Asian female director. Maybe. I don't so, know. I don't know. But anyway, I was I just think it's unusual like... to have a movie like this be directed by a female. Right. But there are a lot of female directors, and there are female directors who get recognized for their work. I think that calling out organizations for not recognizing female directors maybe does as much harm as it does good because mm-hmm. the last thing I would want is to be a token female nominee just to right. make it like to fill a diversity quotient well and that so is pointing that's something out, you should earn rather than like right. just be given so pointing out that it's a female director maybe their motivation is to say look it's a female director isn't that rare but what it's really saying is well, because it's a female, we have to space, pay special attention. Right. So I think there's kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword. As a female, I feel like there are a lot of very accomplished females, and it maybe cheapens their accomplishments by being like, and look, women can do it too. Isn't that surprising? <laughs> so I wrote down, mm-hmm. I was thinking about in the Gentleman episode, when you had mentioned how Matthew was like a little flamboyant, and like flamboyants could be used well yes. for an evil character and i thought that roman was like perfect with he was that. awesome he was like he was terrifying and he was interesting and like the best villain because he was kind of fabulous yes but also like you do not want to double cross this guy yeah well he would be happy and then if he was mad he was mad oh yeah and it was like <laughs> and it was a it was a, a flick of a switch you yes. know it was just like immediate and, I mean, he was clearly psychotic. Like, mm-hmm. he had some issues with, like, that woman in the club that was laughing. Yeah. I thought was a, I thought that was kind of an odd scene, and I, I wasn't really sure how it meshed up, or it matched up with the rest of the movie. And I was actually wondering if you might know, or you saw something I didn't, maybe? No, I'm not sure. I know that right before, so they wanted to make a deal with that Japanese family. Yeah. And the Japanese family didn't want anything to do with them because they were like, we're, we've are we been around for, you know, a century. We don't need your help. Right. And he walked away. And so Roman felt sort of embarrassed and slighted. Right. And then the woman was laughing really loud and obnoxiously. And it was a very, the laugh was kind of like a Harley Quinn laugh almost. Oh, yeah. So in my head, I was thinking maybe he took it out on her because he hates Harley Quinn. But also... He was embarrassed by the Japanese family, and he heard her laughing, and he said to Victor Zaz, are they laughing at me? And Victor Zaz was like, yes, yes, they are, to sort of fuel the fire. He's such a shit. And then he, I think Roman is just, Roman was a good villain because he's sort of respected in the seedy under, like, club underbelly. He walked over to her, and they knew each other by name. This this table was having fun at his club, and they knew each other by name, so they were obviously, like, repeat customers, and he made a fool of her by making her stand on the table and oh, strip totally for his her. entertainment. Ugh. And I think it's just, it was just 
basically a method of, of being like, this shitty guy needs to establish control again because he was just embarrassed by the right. family. And I think that that was the I motivation. mean, it was, it was definitely like he wanted to humiliate her. Yeah, yeah. because he was humiliated. Yeah, yeah, even though that wasn't the case at all and Victor was lying about it. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. she was just talking with her friends and then just having a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... That was an insane scene. <laughs> I was like, what? It was pretty intense. It was, it definitely, like, it really showed you, okay, this is the kind of guy. But so when they first introduced him and they, they had the Japanese family strung up. Yeah. You know, oh, like, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So he gets the little girl and he's like, okay, I'll let you go. I'll let you go free. And she goes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he goes, oh, my God, is that a snot bubble? No. <laughs> I changed my mind. And I'm watching this and I was like, hashtag me as a villain. <laughs> he was he was awesome. I I agree. Like I really liked his, he his attitude. I really liked when the black canary came to his house. Yeah. And he's showing her his artifacts and he shows her the shrunken heads and he goes, <laughs> yeah. Isn't this crazy? It's a thousand years old and now it's a He's in my living room, and he says it so ridiculous. I laughed out loud in the it theater. Was, I did too. He it says it funny. so ridiculously. He's so funny. He, his performance was amazing, and I was actually thinking, as I watched the movie, that his performance was so good. I always get a little sad because um, studios will release their duds in like January, February, yeah, and like September and October. A lot of the times, those were like the like, well, let's unload some trash mm-hmm. so when a movie is released around this time there's a good chance that they're just unloading trash mm-hmm. and this movie was not trash Mm-mm. but also i hope his performance doesn't get buried i mean i don't think he's gonna win any awards or anything but i just hope that it's appreciated because his performance was probably the best in the movie i think yeah i really liked him he was he was a great villain. he was perfect yeah he was great yeah he was hugh mcgregor never disappoints no he really doesn't he's yeah. such a talented actor it's mm-hmm. just like yeah no i i i loved i loved him and then you had mentioned something about how you wanted to talk about victor's ass oh yeah yeah because so... i had mentioned it and you were like no 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 don't no, no, talk about it so as when when they showed Victor's ass cutting the faces off that family, I was thinking, I know this guy. I me know this guy. Me too. It was driving me. Up and then the I wall. realized who it was. So it's, his name was Chris Messina. Okay. And I've I've never seen him in an assassin's role. I've only ever seen him as like the lovable, as like a lovable, likable character who's like a love interest <laughs> in a movie or TV show. And I don't know. If this role was right for him, because his face, I couldn't get, pe- his face is just too kind looking. <laughs> Even though they made him look like an assassin with like fake teeth and they colored his hair, he just looks too kind. So but... I actually have an opposite oh, experience okay. with that. So the, I think the only thing, I've, I've seen him in other things, but the only thing I remember seeing him in is a Sam Smith video. Oh, jeez. Where he is, um, Diana Agron's in it, and they're they're married, and he's, like, cheating on her, and so she sets his clothes on fire on the front lawn. And so I kind of had this, like, oh, like, scummy, like, like, view of him. Yeah, so I didn't think lovable at all. I thought he was a good villain. I thought he he did a good job. Yeah. His face was too But, like, I would, I didn't never put, like, 
two really? together. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I always thought of him as, like, a scummy character. Like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Victor's as um, my friend Reagan and I used to watch the show Gotham. Mm-hmm. We watched the first couple seasons pretty regularly, and Victor's as was a character played by a different actor in Gotham, and he was a character that we would be like, oh, Victor is awesome. <laughs> so I was really excited to see a, a version of him in this movie. Do yeah. you like him? I liked him, yeah. You I like liked him? him. I think um, the Victor's as in Gotham is maybe better. I think the actor that played him in Gotham is, is maybe better. But I, I, I have no problems with Chris Messina's performance. I mm-hmm. just, the only problem I had is like, I just don't see it. It's like, is it Halloween and you're just dressed up? Because you're like, oh, look at you. You're so cute. Yeah, he's Victor just like so nice. He's nice and everything I remember him from, but. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny that you and I have such different perspectives. Yeah, I think like, that's pretty interesting for one character. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about uh, Di- or, um, the Black Canary breaking the glass while singing. Because when I saw that scene, I was like, really? Really? She broke the glass, like, singing? Because, first of all, I think that's fairly scientifically not very possible. Like, I think it's possible if you're, like, an opera singer. But that note that she hit, I was like, there's no way that that, the frequency and the vibration from her, her voice would have broken that glass. But then... When they did it later and they showed that she had the superpower, I was like, yes! No! Awesome. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cool. If there was I guess one, it's in the comic. If there was one part of the movie that really... Well, okay. If there was one part of the movie that really drove me nuts, it was that everything was steeped in sort of a... a ja- like, realism adjacent. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, she broke... She... She like destroyed people with her voice yeah i did not buy it i did not like it i thought oh my gosh up until i could buy that harley you quinn so has a pet hyena i could buy that i could buy that that light just turned on yeah it's on a timer okay that scared me i was like you have a gu- see you've been living with the ghost and you this whole time and you always told me you wouldn't want to live with a ghost <laughs> Because I do this thing no, with Sam. it's like these fancy... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do this thing with Sam where I ask her if she would want to live with a ghost, but it's like a different type of ghost each time. And I have to get more and more creative with my ghost. So the last one was, would you live with a drag queen ghost? <laughs> and I said no, because the high heel noises on the floor would drive me up the wall. <laughs> I was like, would you live with a puppy ghost? Nope. No, would no ghost. Would you live ghosts. with a kid ghost? Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> she will not live with any ghosts. No ghosts. Nope. I didn't like that her voice killed people. I because in the beginning when she was singing, <laughs> was I thought awesome. it. I kind of liked <laughs> the scene where she broke the glass at mm-hmm. the club because it was just showing how powerful she was. Like here's a strong, independent woman <laughs> so who's you and singing. Yeah, and then and then later in the movie, I was like, okay, so you show her breaking a glass once. And now she can use it as a superpower, and everybody knows about it because the group was like, Canary, you know what you have to do, and she walks oh, out and just sings, Yeah, and I was really angry, so if they just cut that one little moment, I would be okay, but, you know. That's so funny, you would <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's actually pretty interesting that we both have talked about two different things that we saw with <laughs> totally different brains. That is, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. well, we're so different, though. Yeah, we do so, have... That brings me to the part that I want to tell you, oh. the, the super inappropriate part that I laughed at, and I was, by the way, 
only person who laughed in the theater, possibly the only person who cracked a smile at this part because of how inappropriate it was. Oh. It's when they introduced Helena Bertinelli, a Mary Elizabeth Winstead yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And Harley goes, now that's childhood trauma. I just... Oh, I thought that... No, burst that made out me, laughing. That made me smile. It did? Okay, good. Yeah, I thought that was... It was said for comedy. Okay, good. Because I... She said, like, that's like, a childhood trauma out, right there. Yeah, she's like, that's childhood trauma right there. And I burst out laughing, and I was the only person I didn't the laugh, to laugh. But I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Good to know. The thing about I was this like, movie... Oh, my sense of humor. Like. The thing about this movie that I think worked really well for it is that the, the plot was very simple. Yeah. And yeah. I think in a movie like this, it's zany and it's over the top and it's visually really fun to watch because so much is going on. The cinematography is great. The characters are wild. They kept the plot very accessible. And yeah. I think that worked in their favor because this wealthy family in Gotham was gunned down. Mm-hmm. The Bertinelli. The Bertinelli family was gunned down by like some mobsters in Gotham Mm -hmm. and they had a giant diamond that had um like the codes for their secret bank account etched into the diamonds which is super clever yeah very (laughs) clever and so this diamond disappeared Mm -hmm. and now it's resurfaced again and everybody wants it and one of the little the little girl that lived in the, the wealthy family survived being gunned down and she's coming back to get her revenge to kill the mobsters yeah and so this little this little girl in the movie is a pickpocket, and she picks Victor Zaz's pocket and takes that diamond. Yeah. And so the whole town is after the girl to get the diamond. Right, right. Cassandra. 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 And yeah. Harley Quinn and her, like, sort of bond. How did you feel about Harley having a hyena as a pet? Um, when I saw the trailers, I just ticked, like, if I had, like, a little chart, it'd be like, Will I see this movie? Will I not see this movie? And I'd be like, CGI hyena, not seeing this movie. <laughs> but the movie was so zany that it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was kind okay. of fun. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I love when she saw Bruce, was his name. Mm-hmm. She named after Bruce Wayne. When she saw him for the first time, and she was like, <gasps> and like just her whole like yeah. face lit up. She was like, this is it. This is my, <laughs> this is my, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't bother me. I, I thought it would, but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so when, <laughs> When Harley broke the driver's legs, oh yeah, I also laughed out loud at that. Yeah, he <laughs> that. was like, "Get down!" And so she jumped off the stage onto his legs, which were on like an ottoman, and <laughs> well, broke his leg. Yeah, she's like, "He's like, get down, you slut!" And then she was like, "Fine." And I loved her reaction. I was like, "Yeah, that was that was pretty epic." I mean, I'm not saying you should break the legs of every guy who calls you a slut. That's a little insane, but. It was perfect for her, <laughs> you know, like it was, it felt right. I was like, yeah, there we go. She's like, no, I am not fucking around. So if you're going to call me a slut, guess what? Time to get punished. <laughs> I liked the aspect of the movie, how she didn't tell anybody that her and Joker broke up because she sort of had immunity as his <laughs> girlfriend. Nobody would mess with her. But then once she... She blew up, like, a chemical plant. Yeah, well, she was, like, super drunk, and she's like, Yeah. Everyone has to know that I'm not with Mr. J anymore. And so she blew up the chemical plant, and everybody knew that they had broken up. Yeah. So then there was, like, a target on her back, and everybody that she and the Joker had wronged were coming after her. Oh, man, it was everyone. Yeah, and I liked, we talked about the egg sandwich, but she's getting this egg sandwich made at this little... <laughs> 
like gas station deli, and it looks I so love her, delicious. Her reaction to like yeah. watching it get made, like she's like, like this is the best thing she's ever seen. And I was looking at that sandwich, and I was like, wow, that looks so good. It, look, it looked really good. It and looked then amazing. She's running through the city. Because people are chasing her, and she pulls the sandwich out, and she goes, we're going to get through this. She was <laughs> <laughs> like, what, spring to another Yeah, I love it. really good. Yeah, that was cute. And then she was devastated when, what was it, uh, Renee Montoya, Rosie Perez's character, mm-hmm. who, by the way, I have not seen Rosie Perez in anything for, like, ten years. Yeah, I was thinking I almost that too. didn't even she, recognize her. She sort of popped up almost out of nowhere, it seems like. I haven't seen her in anything either. Yeah, she, I liked her, though. I liked her, I liked Yeah, Montoya I liked her, too. Yeah. Um, and, and she, <laughs> and Montoya, like you know, bowls her over and she drops the sandwich and she's like crying, like devastated. Yeah. I've actually found screenshots of her (laughs) where she like, it looks like something really horrible happened to her. She's like, got this horrible look on her face. Like she's so upset. So I'll post it on the Instagram. Yeah. She she just wanted her breakfast sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) But so anyway, so then they introduce, you know, Montoya and she's dealing with the, the mobsters. That crossbow thing is pretty neat, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just the Huntress. The whole, yeah, yeah. It's so, like, efficient and silent. Yeah. I thought she was kind of a neat character because you didn't really know what her motives were at first. Yeah. She was just, she walked into, like, a mob restaurant and shot, shot him up and... Yeah. You were like, oh, gosh, who's this woman, <laughs> you know? So... Huntress. Yeah. I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I don't think I've ever seen any of hers where I did not at least somewhat like the film or at least like her performance in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about her because I I feel like she has one manner of speaking and that kind of gets on my nerves. Personally, I don't know if I necessarily think her performances are that versatile, but they're not bad. I just feel like she's always... She's always Ramona Flowers and the Huntress and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You know, she's yeah. she she seems like she's very one dimensional to me in terms of how she phrases things, how she performs her lines. Did you ever see Sky High? No, it's, like a it's no. actually it's kind of a cute movie with Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell and um, Kelly Preston mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen Strait's in it, and I really liked her in. Cloverfield Lane. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I liked that movie a lot, but that I movie feel like was super. Creepy. And she did good at like I don't think her for, for like she doesn't seem flat. She just always seems like the same. Right? No, I get what yeah. you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. But um, yeah, that movie was. Oh man, that movie was intense. Oh my god, it was so I liked intense it a lot. And John Goodman is so really good, good. at they're, being creepy when they're playing like. <laughs> They're playing like Pictionary or something, mm-hmm. and Ethan, the the male in the bunker, is yeah. like, she's a and John John Goodman's like a little princess, a little girl, and he he doesn't see her as a woman. It's yeah. a really good scene. I like it. <laughs> it was um the guy that plays Ethan in that. He was the um killer in Hush. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Because they like, showed him and I was like, hey, I'm like, that's the guy in Hush. Because um, I never forgot that face. <laughs> that scary, murdering like, face. Because well, <laughs> I told you about, I'm going to tell our listeners the story, but I this movie is called Hush and it's with uh, John Gallagher Jr., I think is the name. But it's about a woman who is deaf and this guy is trying to kill her. And he's wearing a mask. 
and I was talking to a friend about it, and I was like, I was like, we should watch this movie. It's really good. And I was like, but I thought that when the guy took off his mask, I was like, oh, like he doesn't look the way I anticipated he would. And so my friend was making fun of me, Matt. <laughs> he's like, oh, he can only murder me if he's good looking. And I was like, whatever, like, shut up. Like, so we watched the movie later and he, the guy takes off his mask and Matt goes, oh. And I was like, <laughs> you had the same damn reaction I did. I remember when I saw the movie too, I was like, that is not the scary face I was no. expecting. Well, he's And he's really good. He's great in that part. But he's he definitely doesn't, no, he doesn't strike fear. No. He's like. That's a good movie though. That is it's a, a good movie. It's a really movie. cool concept. It's a, I would recommend. I would recommend yeah. both of those, Cloverfield Lane and yes. um, Hush. Hush. So Cassandra swallows the diamond, which I was like, "Damn!" Oh girl. yeah, because she's she got caught pickpocketing, so the cops are taking her in, so she swallows yeah. it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's I mean that's the way to do it, you I know? Guess. Like yeah. So then Roman kidnaps Harley, right? Yes. And they're in that crazy. I like that they use the the club as like an interrogation place, but also like a club. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a classic villain club owner situation yeah. but it's like in the way so they have those two hands that are like holding the eyes or something you know like the sculptures you know what I'm talking no, about? I don't think I noticed that at all it was like they were like these two hands and they were like holding eyes oh. or there was like eyes between the fingers or something like that it was but it was not like it wasn't like intimidating but it was like an interesting sculpture and I thought it was interesting because it was kind of like maybe symbolic of him like watching over everyone or watching oh over, you yeah know what I mean yeah. yeah but she was like in between those when she was getting interrogated and I just it was a cool scene and it was a really cool setup you know because yeah. it's like dark in there but there's all this like there's like lights in like the back and there's all this like like smoke and stuff yeah it was it, it was a good scene yeah and that's where she did a lot of her good face acting where she's like Trying yeah. to bargain with her life. Yeah, yeah, she's she's clever. Cause it's I knew the second that she was gonna get out of there though, she was gonna take off. Like I mean, she was gonna find Cassandra, but she was like, she wasn't gonna stick around and be like, you know. Something I like about Harley Quinn in this movie universe is that she's not confined by being a good guy. Yeah, it's nice. She's an antihero, so she's still evil. She still murders people. She still does sort of, like, unsavory things. Unlike Wonder Woman, she's not morally good. <laughs> she's morally ambiguous, and you can get away with a lot more. Yeah, So definitely. she has, she's, like, good-hearted. She wasn't going to kill the little girl. But she's also, she has no qualms about shooting someone with a gun. Or, right. you know. Or screwing the little girl over. Yeah. She wasn't going to. She wasn't going to pull the trigger. Right. But if someone else did, then exactly. It and so it works really well in this movie because it's kind of like it opens up a lot more possibilities. Yeah. I still think Wonder Woman is better. But <laughs> I just I mean, I know they're in the same universe, but the yeah, they're technically in the same universe. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 And um, according to Batman versus Superman, they're only uh well, I don't, Wonder Woman doesn't live in Metropolis, but, you know, they're only, like, canal apart. <laughs> yeah. I did notice that Gotham was on the water, and I was like, hmm, interesting. So Metropolis is in Kansas, but it's somehow still on the water and across the stream from Gotham. Basically. Because, like, yeah, because yeah. Gotham's on, like, docks and everything. Oh, yeah, big yeah, time. It's just... Well, and in, 
in Batman vs Superman, they're like a fairy yeah. ride apart. <laughs> yeah, like and what? in Man of Steel, it's by water too, but it's supposed to be in Kansas. Yeah, and for some know. reason, Clark still has no idea who Bruce Wayne is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm clueless. So I like oh, that she God. was an anti-hero because of the amazing possibilities that they could have with her character. Yeah, I like that too. So I want to talk about the the amusement park. And I totally forgot what the place is that they went into, the building. Oh, Do you remember what it's called? The Booby Trap, I think. The Booby Trap, right. Yeah. Okay. It reminded me of Coraline. Oh, I never saw that movie. Oh, really? Really. Oh, that's a good one. It's a little spooky, but like, it's like kid spooky, so it'll spook you out because yeah. it is spooky, but it's not terrifying. Okay. <laughs> you're not a kid. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know right. I mean? I'm yeah. not a kid. Like, it's it's definitely like creepy, but um, no, it, it had a very Coraline-y vibe to it. And I really like that. I thought that was cool. Just in the inside reminded me of Casper, the Christina Ritchie movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you see that? that I, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I saw that movie, so I oh, don't know. I watch it like every year. Really? <laughs> yes, I love Casper. It's one of my favorite kids' oh, movies. Man. And then they bring all those criminals there, and they have to kick a butt, which was really cool. I love. So I really liked how... All these women were fighting these guys, but they were all protecting Cassandra at the same time. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, I was just like, it's like these badass women, and they're not afraid to, like, hurt other people or get hurt themselves, but they were super protective over this little girl. And I thought, I was like, yes, I liked that. It was like women, women looking out after women, you know? I like, there was a scene where they, they'd been fighting for a little while, and then Harley Quinn showed up on roller skates. And in my head, I was like, when did she have roller skates on? And almost on cue, the Black Canary looks at Cassandra and goes, when did she have time for a shoe change? And I thought that was <laughs> oh, that a part. really funny, like, not, like, breaking the fourth wall almost. Even though she's not looking out at the audience, but, it, well, no, maybe but she that, was saying what the audience no, was that thinking. No, is, that is technically um, breaking the fourth wall. Even if you don't look at the camera, that's still technically considered breaking the fourth oh, wall. Oh, okay. Because you're acknowledging, oh, my bad, I just hit the microphone, that there is like something off about uh, okay. this that only the audience would yeah, notice. Yeah, it's it, good. It's that, good. Yeah, so that's kind of I mean that I think I'm kind of giving a loose definition to it, but I think that's basically what it is. Yeah. It was funny. And there was also the scene right before the big battle started when Harley Quinn was like they're they're saying we need weapons and she goes, Will these work? And she opens up a cupboard and then and they go, No. And she, she looks so and they're all empty. Of it's too. empty. Yeah, because the it. Joker had she taken like their stash. Her, she like has her hands on her head. She's like, Will these work? And yeah. then like and then just like, What? Yeah. And then really it's just like shadows over. of guns because the Joker took them all. I <laughs> thought that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. It was a good final battle. Yeah, it was good. And I liked that, like, the hands moved, too, so they could, like, bounce the yeah. girls off of them. Yeah. For, I mean, for having a fight in a fun house, they did find ways to make it fresh. Yeah, they did. There was no house of mirrors. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a brief moment where Rosie Perez, like, shot a oh, mirror. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right, but that's right. It but it wasn't, like, like, the cliche. They did it. They did a fresh take, and it kind of worked because of Harley Quinn's character. Right. And because Gotham is a little bit weird and creepy, so I think... In this context and the way they did it, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I thought so too. And I just liked that it was like brightly lit and it was kind of more colorful. And they were all fighting together. There was nobody yeah. like one-on-one trying to find one other villain. Yeah. It was just kind of like group battle the whole time. Which I, man, when she slammed, into, when Charlie slammed into that 
that van, I was like, ooh, that is going to leave a serious bruise. Yeah, and then she got up like, like nothing. But she was totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a little odd, but maybe jumping into that van of chemicals made her have like a superhuman endurance or a superhuman like healing or something, whatever, you know, either way. So she could possibly get beat up more, but it affects her less. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I guess. I don't know much about her character beyond just these movies. I don't either. I mean, I'm not a comic book person, but yeah. So then they're on the pier Mm -hmm. and all of those statues are around, which was pretty neat. Yeah. It's like the founder's pier. So it's all the founders of Gotham Yeah. And I was like. I was, like, waiting for him to be, like, one of the statues. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I kind of got that as well, yeah. And then, but they were just I was kind of hoping ones. they'd show, like, like, Thomas Wayne or something just to nod to Batman. <laughs> yeah, but, that would have been cool. Yeah. Would he be considered a founder? Well, the Wayne family? Yeah. Of Gotham? <laughs> of Gotham? <laughs> Girl. Lauren? <laughs> I'm going to pretend you didn't ask me that. I will not even <laughs> pretend like I asked that. <laughs> no. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, so um, I like that, you know, it ends and they kill um, they kill Roman with a grenade, which is yeah. pretty cool. I thought that was pretty awesome because yeah. Cassandra was like, I stole your ring. And she holds up her hand and shows it. She's it wearing perfect. the grenade ring. Like, and Harley, pen. like, goes into action. She's like, we got this. Kicks the dude over the pier. And there's, like, blood in the water, so yeah. you know that he's dead. It's good. He um, blew up. He yeah, oh, yeah, he blew up. He blew up real good. I <laughs> did I did have a question in the middle of the movie when she takes the little girl back to her apartment, which is, like, their, like, safety zone. Nobody knows where it is. Mm-hmm. It's above the Chinese restaurant, and so they walk in, and, and the owner of the Chinese restaurant is like, you better go upstairs. Everyone's looking for you. And then he sells her out. I didn't I really... That was weird. I didn't like that, and that didn't make sense to me, because he goes, sorry... There's too many people offering me too much money, and I thought that's really weird and un like they didn't really introduce his character as an unsavory character, but then no. all of a sudden he sells her out, and I felt like that was just to advance the plot, and I I thought that was kind of cheap. It seemed like it was too easy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was like oh well, and, and the fact that he's like too many people are offering me money. Well, if this is a place where no one knows where she lives, why would they know that he knows where she lives? Yeah, you know, that's a like, great point as like, well. Because <laughs> I mean, the only person that came was the huntress. Right. So either he lied mm-hmm. or he's a lot more sneaky than we previously thought. But then he's not a big enough character or mentioned enough to have that factor of sneakiness. Yeah. Because we don't care. Because we don't know him enough. You exactly. Know? Like, we only care that, like... Harley got screwed over by someone that she trusted, which is clearly an issue for her because I can imagine that she probably has maybe no one in her life that she trusts now. Well, yeah, that's why I was... Well, except Cassandra. Like, they teamed up at the end, which I thought was cute. But um, I thought it was really weird because the character was introduced as the only person who cares about her, and he did care about her because he was like, go upstairs. Yeah. And I love the little nickname he had for her. Lotus Lotus Flower. And she said... If you ever come here, order a number 32 with peppers. Uh-huh. You gotta order it with peppers. And then the next scene, the huntress comes in and she's like, I'll have a number 32, mild. And I thought, oh, he's not gonna give her any information because he doesn't trust her. But then he sold Harley yeah. Quinn out. So I just thought it was weak. 
maybe they needed to bolster it up a little bit. Yeah. To explain why he would sell her out or maybe make him be tortured or something. So he sells her out as like a last resort. But instead, he's like packing stuff into his van and he just says, well, they offered me a lot of money and I... Yeah, if they had established him on earlier in the movie. Yeah. You know, and had a couple scenes with him, then yes. I could yeah. I could understand him selling her out, but you show the guy for two minutes and then he suddenly sells her out and we're supposed to be like, mm, no. <laughs> you know, something... Uh, my disbelief is not suspended in this case. No, I, I thought it was kind of weak. I didn't, I didn't like that aspect of it. Yeah. But there was something else that I wanted to talk about and mm-hmm. that was how much I really liked... So, for the first maybe... 15 or 20 minutes of the movie, I was still kind of on the fence. It didn't strike me immediately. And when she walked into the police station and started shooting that gun with, like, sparkles, I started thinking, this looks really cool, and she's awesome. Even though I have no idea why she would be shooting up the police station, which is another example of the movie knowing what I'm thinking. So she's shooting up the police station with these, like, colored powder things that explode and, and like, she, like, sparkles. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a really cool-looking scene. Yeah. And then she stops, and she said, hold on a second. You probably want to know how I got here. And then they <laughs> yeah. did, like, a rewind and told the story up to that point, and I was, like, on board. As soon as that happened, I was on board because I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like they read my mind. And then later in the movie, they read my mind as well. So it was very, like, cheeky and, it was, and on top yeah. of it. And it was fun to, like, the colors were fun. The scenery was good. Because usually movies about Gotham, things are kind of dirt, like, dark and not gray. Not the newer ones, though. Not the ones with, uh, not the Tim Burton ones, though. Those are pretty light, light lighter the Tim color. Burton ones. Yeah, he did two of them. He did the um, Michael Keaton ones. It's pretty dark. Yeah, but they're still, like... They got, like, a color, colorful to them. They're, like, neon and stuff. They're, like, very, they're color, they're, like, colorfully dark, I guess. Do you know what I mean? No? <laughs> I guess I think our definition, I think what I'm thinking of is different, because I know what you mean. You mean, like, light and color, right? Like, you mean, like, colorfully light. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to explain this, and I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to other. I just felt like this movie was very bright. Okay, there you go. Bright is a word yeah. that I should have used and I didn't think of. <laughs> there you go. That's a perfect example. I just thought it was bright, and for Gotham to be this bright is pretty unusual. <laughs> Excuse me. And a lot of the scenes took place in the daytime, too. Yeah, they did, yeah. Which is unusual for a, a Gotham movie. For some reason, like, a Gotham maybe has, like, Four hours of sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, for some reason, every single movie that's in Gotham is always at night. Like, why? Why at night? Because, like, okay. Well, because guess... of Batman. Well, yeah, like, but, like. bats are nocturnal, and, and the city is scum, and. I really want to watch Batman. Plus, they have, to use, they have to use the bat signal, which wouldn't work in the daytime. Oh, that's true. I've always wondered, does that even work, though? Is that, is that a thing? I, don't, I feel like that's not a thing. I don't well, think you can see the light that clearly in the I sky. I mean, one of the main villains in Batman fell into a vat of chemicals and became crazy. <laughs> so I like that you're asking these existential questions about a light shining on the clouds. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... so, so I don't know. Emily I think it would work if it was very powerful. But. When Emily comes into town... 
she and I will watch stuff, and I start questioning, like, <laughs> everything. Like, I'm like, why does, like, we'll watch, like, the Magic School Bus. <laughs> the Magic School yeah, Bus. Yeah, we'll watch Magic School Bus. <laughs> and I'll start being like, okay, but how does the bus turn into oh this? <laughs> she goes, Lauren, if you start questioning one thing, the whole thing unravels. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She has to keep reminding me of that. Because I'll be like, I just have a real problem with it. And she's like, it's a cartoon. It's not real science. Also, I just hit the microphone again. Sorry, my Who's bad. the teacher? Miss Frizzle? Miss Frizzle. Frizzle. Miss mm-hmm. Frizzle. But now they have a new one. It's uh like with uh, Kate McKinnon. Oh, really? She's her sister. Oh, yeah, wow. she's Miss Frizzle's sister. So Miss Frizzle still, or yeah, is she yeah, married? still Miss Frizzle, just <laughs> okay, just younger Miss Frizzle. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I um, never, I always got mad at the Magic School Bus because wasn't there like some dweebus kid who would always cause problems? <laughs> Arnold. And I would always Wait, think this would be a perfect story if. Arnold wasn't causing problems because he always messed it up for everybody. Yeah, he never wanted to go anywhere. And it was like, do we have to? And yeah, he yeah, no, I know. I just like it when things are orderly. <laughs> and there's well, then there's Dorothy Ann DA that they call her, oh, and she goes according to my research, and like she's she her says it like research. Yeah, she does sound like Hermione. <laughs> oh my god, you made your first Harry Potter reference. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm and so every, proud. everybody got to hear it. <laughs> I know that was. Beautiful. I didn't even think about it when I did it. It was so it was natural. It's a part of me. It was, it's a part of my life now. So this is who I am. I might be going tears, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, and I'll have it forever. Just don't please cut it out. Don't I won't cut it out. Okay. So I don't know if I have anything else to discuss about this movie. Yeah, I think it's really good. I would yeah. recommend it. I totally would recommend it. It's Two thumbs fun. up. Have fun. I think I'm actually going to see it again next week. So. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so I really liked it. So I would, I'd recommend it. It's fun. It's a great cast, you know, they did great a really good job. Marco Robbie's mm-hmm. awesome. If you watched Full House as a child, <laughs> the, Black Can- the Black Canary was Michelle Tanner's best friend. Oh my god, that was her? Yeah. That was her? Uh-huh. That is so adorable. Yeah, I like I recognized her that the whole movie. So I was like, funny. I know who she is. What is she from? And I and I looked it up when I got home, and I was oh like, my oh my god. gosh, that's who it is. That's so cute. Yeah. She is gorgeous and I love she her is, outfits so and I pretty. loved her hair. Yeah, her car was really cool too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Find I, us on uh, find us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Spotify and SoundCloud and uh, iTunes and I believe that we should be on Google Play. I actually have not checked yet but I did submit and I don't see why we wouldn't have been accepted because we're awesome. Anyway, not to brag, but you know what I mean. And uh, if you have any movie suggestions, you can DM us or you can send us an email at watchersofmovies at gmail.com. So, bye! Bye!